Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Moerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Dave Mormon here on the Home Service Business Coach channel. Uh, we're on the podcast. We're on YouTube. Uh, and I really wanted to talk about today, what are a few key distinctions um, and, and really things that I think are necessary in scaling up your service-based business? Uh, at the time of making this, uh, I've now scaled up four uh, companies in the space um, to be able to run without my constant involvement and been able to get myself off the tools and um, really extract myself and have the business run um, without me. And I feel like I've been able to do that a little bit better at each level. Okay, my first company was a student painting company. I would enroll my buddies uh, that I was taking business school with uh, and we'd paint a whole bunch of houses in the summer. I did that for like four years type of thing got myself into my first place uh, and was able to kind of learn the business skills at like a very rudimentary level. Next step on the train, uh, I scaled up a home service painting franchise, pretty much had myself uh, off the tools and in this um, kind of pseudo salesperson slash production manager role. Um, but I had a few really good painting crews and literally I would meet them uh, at Mondays. Uh, we have a place here in Canada, a coffee chain called Tim Hortons. I'd take them out for breakfast. We'd meet Monday 7 a.m., hang out for an hour, hour and a little bit. I'd give them their jobs for the week. They would return the checks uh, and I would do all my estimates in like two days per week. Um, so that was a very structured business, um, great for the lifestyle. I'd go backpack through Asia um, in the in the winter season um, and, and had a great time with that business. So that was kind of second step. Third step um, was Revive Washing. Now we've rebranded to Revive Services. We're seven years old. Um, that may be how you know me, um, but we do exterior house washing and we also do Christmas lights. And so we're a year-round business run with two managers running our day-to-day, -day, um, which is amazing. Um, and I'm really uh, removed from that business and kind of the CEO role I can focus on um, growing that business. Um, but the day-to-day -day is able to uh, run without me and we'll wash um, you know, about a thousand houses, uh, roughly give or take, per year, um, which is an awesome business. So that's business three. Business four is now Home Service Business Coach, um, which I've been able to scale up uh, and have uh, a team around me to be able to facilitate a lot of the coaching, a lot of the teaching, and a lot of the learning, um, which has been amazing. Uh, and we're just crossing the three-year mark. So still pretty baby company in size uh, or in terms of our like timeline, um, but been able to achieve um, some good success and been able to help a bunch of busy entrepreneurs and that's probably why you're watching this channel right now. So that's really been my track record, 15 years in entrepreneurship. And so if I really boiled it down to like three things, that's really what I wanted to deliver on this short piece of content today, okay? Like the three things that I'm just like, man, if we took it all away, like all the recordings, everything, like just sum it up, put it on a, put put a bow on it for me, Dave, okay? So the first one I'm gonna say that I think if I look back, which caused success is hunger, okay? Also called hustle, but let's say hunger, okay? So it's this feeling that you wake up in the morning and you cannot wait 
to go and dive into your greatness, okay? I had a buddy that started a home service business and he told me what he loved about it was that he could sleep in and, you know, go get a coffee at Starbucks and kind of like live this nice chill life. I'm like, man, that's not been my experience with entrepreneurship because it's like this feeling deep in your stomach that you're just like, I can't wait to go dive in and get after my goals. For me, I would go to bed at night, literally on my iPhone, on my calculator, and I'd be figuring out, okay, so if we hit $100,000 this year and I got 30% profit, I can make 30 grand. Well, what if we did 250? I don't know, that's a little bit high. What if I did like 220 grand at 28% profit or 25% profit because then I might need to pay my painters more and you're always working this stuff through, right? It's kind of that meme, it's Homer Simpson, going to bed, it's like small business owner and you have like all these ideas, right? That's what I really define hunger as. It's this like insatiable appetite to go out and get after it. And when I was 19 and I was coming up, it was like, man, I wanna pay my way through business school. That was really my big why, right? And then next I did it for a few years and then I was graduating. I'm like, man, I wanna try save up like $40,000 and go and get my first home, move out of my parents' house, get out on my own, right? Then that happened and then it was like, man, this house across the street, people are actually renting those out because they have three units and they can cash flow, right? And that was a bigger investment. I had to go save up 20% to do that and that took a few years to do, right? And then the next step was like, I wanna get married and I want to go backpack through the world and then I wanna go move it on my own when we get married and then I wanna go get a bigger house and then I wanna go into this neighborhood and you're just like always leveling up. It's this constant hunger and it's also this hunger for learning and wanting to grow yourself. So that's what I'd say is number one. That I do not believe can be taught. We do not teach motivation in Home Service Business Coach. We are giving you the practical tools and strategies and helping you get there. But I cannot like give you a pep talk and get you out of bed in the morning. It should just be like this light bulb that goes on and you're just like, boom. Most home service business owners do not have a problem working hard. They have a massive problem on working hard on the right thing. So think about that. If you can channel that hunger into working on the right things in your business, that's where you're going to see lift off, right? Okay. That's one. Two comes down to marketing. Okay. And this is not paid ads. This is not billboard marketing, radio, TV. I have done that stuff. It did not work for me in the context of how I did it. Key distinction, not saying stuff doesn't work. You need tens of thousands of dollars to shovel into that strategy to make those things work. These big macro marketing methods, I believe more in the micro. I believe in picking specific channels rather than going a mile wide. We're gonna go an inch wide, but we're gonna go a mile deep, right? So when it comes to door knocking for me, I built up my businesses all that way. They all started with door knocking, even home service business coach. It's digital door knocking. We go out and we talk to people online and, and meet them and show them our services, provide value, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So you've gotta go get in front of your customer. And if you go the billboard route, well, yeah, the odd customer is gonna drive by, but if you're building up a, a residential service business for affluent homeowners, you would be a really poor business owner if you're not spending one to two to three to four hours per day lingering in those affluent neighborhoods, knocking on doors, passing out flyers, putting up your signs, letting people see your truck, getting on those Facebook pages, asking your customers to leave a business card of yours on those Facebook pages. These are things that you need to be doing, I believe are non-negotiable. I think you can build up a seven-figure business 
targeting specific affluent residential neighborhoods. That's what we do with my company still today. Um, we work in 30 to 40 neighborhoods and we will do the majority of homes. There's streets and cul-de-sacs. We do majority of homes in those specific areas because we've went an inch wide, but we go a mile deep. So don't overcomplicate your marketing. If you want to hit a $200,000 business this year, with $10,000, you should be able to do that with marketing and branding. I, I do not believe in, I, I think the most we ever spent was like 7% of our top line revenue. We put it into marketing. Uh, usually we float four, five, 6% kind of thing. It should not need this like, oh, to hit a hundred grand, I got to put in $25,000 into Facebook ads and Google to get, no, no, no. I could get a hundred grand for your business spending $5,000. That's how lean and frugal I do it. Maybe that's my Dutch side coming out, but it's not just this one business I've done it for. This is what we coach. This is what we teach. And like building your local brand to be a, a community leader is a great way to go. Uh, and when you camp around organic marketing, like we talk about reviews, referrals, door knocking, flyer signs, and you don't do that in the hundreds, but you do that in the thousands and you do it over and over and over and over again, you take advantage of what's called the compound effect. It's a book behind me by Darren Hardy. And that gets into saying that's where the squeeze comes, right? That's where the juice comes. When you keep squeezing that orange time after time, you're going to start to see this compounding effect. And that's, again, when your business can take lift off. So that'd be my second key point in looking at my journey uh, over the four businesses, okay? And final last thing. It's going to come down to people for me, okay? For me to get off the truck in each business, yes, we needed to train, we needed processes, but what really came down to it was getting great people that I could trust enough to get myself off the tool. So I think in hiring, we keep our barrier too low. We're like, I think Nick could do a good job. I'm pretty sure. Like, no, you need to bring in Nick and you need to be so certain they're going to be awesome that you should be able to trust that person with the key to your house in the coming weeks. And, and I don't trust people with the key to my house in the first interview, the first day on the job. But after a month or two, you should have enough confidence that your people could have a key to your house. It's that high level of trust. So I brought friends on before, friends of friends that are maybe working in another job. I've recruited them over to come to my company because they've seen the upside. They've seen the opportunity. So we're not just posting on Craigslist, hoping for some random Joe Blow to come in and join our company. No, you should be actively recruiting great people to join into your company. And yes, Ninja Hack, Gold Nugget, write it down. If you want a great hack to grow your company, pay people more than the industry average. If you're hiring a painter today for your painting company, going right in your area, $24 per hour, guess what? You're paying $28. Well, Dave, how do I get that? If I had a fourth point would be to raise your prices and figure out how to run an extremely profitable business that can run without you. And, and that's the stuff we do. That's the stuff we teach. But that is how you end up paying your people more is you charge more because great people create great experiences without the owner. And once you get that, again, compound effect going, you can charge more for your services. I've never had a company where we've been the cheapest outfit in town. Even look at the coaching landscape. Way more coaching businesses cheaper than ours. That is awesome. You want to be a premium price provider. You want to be able to pay people extremely well and take care of them so that they see your opportunity as a career and not just a job. And when you're able, to, let's say you have a cleaning business like me, when you can talk to your technicians about a multi-tiered, multi-year employment with you, 
that's an amazing place to be. We're not just cleaning homes for the next quarter, the next couple months. No, the next few years. This is where we want to ascend you to. So in order to attract great people, you've got to create a great vision where they're going to be able to put themselves into. And that all comes down to leadership as well. So those are the big three I want to leave you with today in the interest of time. If you're not hungry for this business, don't even get started. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Don't sink the ship. Spending money on equipment and doodads and fancy stuff because no one knows who you are right now. That is your biggest challenge right now. Maybe 59 customers know about you. If you've been around for a while, maybe a thousand customers know about you. Your biggest cost right now to your business is the fact that 7,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 people in your market do not know about you. That's your biggest thing right now. And how you get those people to know about you, you hire number three, awesome people that create raving fans, awesome experiences for clients. They go out and tell people that feeds into your organic marketing machine to create reviews, create referrals. And you do this stuff, not just for a year, two years, three years, you do this stuff for 10 years. You do this stuff for 15 years like me. That's where you start getting a hold of a little bit of a compounding effect. Cool. I now know a bit more about this business. It's able to run without me. I can take the excess cash flow, I can invest into real estate, I can invest into stocks, I can invest into something non-sexy and long-term for the future of me and my family because that's where I'll wrap you up here. The home service business, I believe, will make you rich. I do not believe it will make you wealthy because just cash alone today, that is not what's gonna drive true wealth. You need to take the cash flow from your business, you need to grow it the first number of years, but there will become a very distinct time you can start to take some of that cash and you can start to invest it in stable, hard assets in and around your business, which are literally the long-term wealth build for you and your family. And so don't build this business just for a year. Don't build this business just for two years. Look at in a decade, how many millions of dollars could you make and impact people in your community? And how many millions of dollars could you make as profit that you could go and invest into you and your family's future. So I get very fired up about this because I've done it, I teach it, most people fail with it, but those are the three things I want you to camp on today as you look at your company. Where's your hunger level at? What are you doing for marketing? How are you hiring awesome people? That is how you take your company to the next level. So thank you so much for watching, for listening. Feel free to listen again. Share this with a contractor that you think needs a bit of a kick in the pants and could really benefit from this. It's Dave Mormon, home service business coach. Have an incredible week, everybody. God bless, and we'll see you on the next episode episode. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.